Welcome to Board Chili Podcast. I'm Vera. 100 Hall Ones is first series of Board Chili Podcast. We'll have 100 apes from all over the world share their ape stories, talking about their projects and fun, or give unique perspectives on working the Web3. Welcome to our roundtable discussion episode of 15 Board Chili Podcast on decentralized autonomous organization topic DAOs. Join us today are three special guests who are expertise in this field. Yasu, Jerry, and G. Yat is co-founder of Animoca Brands, along with Jerry, G, and I. Are four of five special counsel of Apecoin DAO. GM, GM, thank you for being here today. GM Vera. GM. GM, GM. Before we dive into the conversation of DAO, I'm gonna go through the disclaimer very quick. We are members of special counsel of Apecoin DAO. However, everything we discuss in this episode is our personal opinion as a community member. And not representative of Ape Foundation. So first of all, none of the guests can get away from this question. But let's keep it short today, as we have many more things to talk. So what's your ape story? We can start with Jerry. All right, that's fun. My ape story is a two-parter. I'll try not to bore everybody, but originally I wanted to get an ape right around when they were about five ETH. I missed the mint. But eventually, after listening to me whine for long enough, my wife eventually told me one day. You're going to get your ape this weekend, and they were at about 8.4, exactly. And I put in a whole bunch of weath offers, 7.5, and I got one. And that's the ape that I had for a very long time. A lot of people knew me as that ape. It was a merch ape, aqua background, blindfold, and and eventually I, I had him listed for. This is embarrassing. I had him listed for reward on Luxrare, and. The floor pumped pretty quickly, and somebody decided to pay about 15% over over market for him, which I didn't think would happen, being just a blindfolded ape. And、uh, he sold. I panicked in the middle of the night. Actually, I woke up and somebody had told me that,、uh, "Hey, did you mean to sell your ape? What happened? Why?" And I was you know, had that sinking feeling like I was hacked. But it all worked out. I had the community got behind me and helped me find my new ape, which I absolutely am in love with, and I I will keep this ape forever. And it's a blue ape. A blue ape, orange background, beanie. He's he's one of a kind, as we all are. He's a wonderful ape. Love your story. I would love to hear Yad's story. I've never heard Yad's ape story. It's it's not a I would say a special story in the sense that obviously I heard about what was happening with Board Ape. I missed the mint as well. Actually, I didn't even know the mint was happening. <laughs> it was more like you know what's a Board Ape, right?、Um, but then I obviously saw what was developing. And my the first ape, so I bought several apes, but the first ape that I bought, which is the one I think everyone associates me with, is the one with the safari hat that's khaki. And in terms of scarcity and rarity, it's really probably a floor ape. But I specifically picked an ape that I thought, if I'm going to be a monkey, which monkey am I going to be? And basically, that was the one that I thought most closely associated with me. I usually wear khaki colors, and so that was that look and. The sort of wild-eyed, zingy-zangy type of you know crazy bell-looking sort of board apes just didn't fit my style, shall we say? So I really tried to find an ape that represented me. I think at the beginning it felt like a pretty boring ape, but actually it's an ape that I feel really attached to because I literally picked it. It's, this is the one I want, and that's the khaki ape that you see. That's my ape, and I will never sell it because it's like selling who I am, right? So yes, that's my story. I bought it in around, I think it's around June of 21. For four ETH, and that's the origin story. And I guess now it's become 
used in different places. I used it for my presentations. To particularly one that's most famous is now I, I use it in comparison to a Birkenbag because back in the day when I first bought the board ape, that was the value of a Birkenbag, right? It was like so. I always said to other people, I bought this board ape, and it was the same price of a Birkenbag, roughly. And why would you buy it? So that was the example I give to everyone to make them understand why, because we don't buy a Birkenbag to put stuff in. Because people were just not understanding this, so this example had continued ever since I bought this ape, and I've used ever since, including in my last talk I gave at TED. So that's probably the Birken board ape bag, shall we say? <laughs> Are you planning to put your ape on the Birken bag? I didn't buy a Birken bag. I never owned one. I just gave that as an example because I always thought, I personally thought buying Birken bags was ridiculous. But then who am I to judge? I bought a board ape. And your ape went to a fashion show. Yes, Vivian Tam. Vivian Tam put it for out there, and and it was pretty cool. I, there's a lot of things you can do with apes. It's a perfect demonstration of all the exciting things you can do with the ownership of IP that you own. Yeah, so it's better than Breaking Back, right? Much better. <laughs> much, better much better. No question. Oh, I love your story. So, G, what's your ape story? Okay, so my ape, this hip hop ape, I bought in June, twenty one, like around probably around the same time. Yeah, I did and bought his. But I, I had a different ape and I was like, okay, it's time to finally get an ape I vibe with. And then I like went through and I was like, what's reasonably priced still? Because things were flying at that point, right? Then the hip hop apes and I was like, great. Oh, but they were so expensive over the floor. One and a half or twice as much as the floor. And there was like this crying eye, sad hip hop ape at the floor. And I was like, okay, I could get, I could buy this one right now. So I was like, great, I'll just do it. The one I really wanted was mine, right? But it was listed twice as much. So I bought it and I went to bed. And then next thing you know, like a couple of other apes like sold. And then this guy, I was on Twitter. And then the guy selling this ape went on Twitter, even though he had a listed high. He's like, hey, I want to get rid of this ape. And I was like, near the floor? I was like, damn, I wanted to... I, I DM'd him and uh, he was willing to sell it like around the floor. So I just got really lucky. So I, I think I moved around the ETH. I had point zero, like point one over to go buy it at that time, <laughs> just available to close the deal within 20 minutes. So then I ended up getting my this hip hop ape. It was a little bit of a journey. And then now actually I sold my Sad Eyes hip hop ape to a guy who's become like a good friend of mine now over the years. So it's just it's amazing how life works. Selling apes and to make friends. <laughs> yeah, you know, we got into like a little hip hop ape group, right? And this guy came in. So it's just, now I think about it, like the story, like how this community really came together, like little stories like that. Mine's not any different. Other people have that kind of story. So it's really cool and uh, how that, the community's evolved over time. That's a really inspiring story too. Now you can make friends with the selling the apes. <laughs> yeah, so my ape story I actually shared before. I had a two orange background ape before this pink ape. I still have them. And I was like, those two doesn't look like me. They're like, brown color and naked I'm like I want a pink and pink is just like such a girly not saying pink is a girly color but like that ape it looks really girly with a blue dress so I was like this is my ape so I bought that ape and people now connect that ape with me and I could I could never sell that ape too but I love orange background too I think we had enough ape stories but for our listeners that we're not familiar with like who we are at the special council of ape coin Dow. And for people who are not really familiar with ApeCoin DAO, should we briefly explain what ApeCoin DAO is and the goal for ApeCoin DAO? Sure. I think, and I think everyone should give brief inputs, but 
Look, for me, and I think generally speaking, the foundation of ApeCoin is to be the key, if not one of the key sort of metaverse tokens and ecosystems in, in the whole Web3 space. It's supposed to be a beacon for this culture that really emanated from the origins, you could say in some ways, of the board apes in terms of that everyone who had a board ape and a mutant ended up receiving sort of the starter pack, if you call it the starter tokens that kicked off the ecosystem. But ApeCoin is independent, operates independently, and has a purpose that is greater than just what board apes is. And I think this was something that a lot of the early community members maybe struggled with because that's how it started. Its, its purpose and mission is to basically make the Web3, from my perspective, Web3 metaverse and Web3 culture space bigger, more inclusive, larger, and really bring on the form of mass onboarding from my perspective. And I think its mission really is to include everyone in the Web3 space. So this isn't about one ecosystem. It's about all ecosystems tying together and bring that into Web3 culture. So that's my sort of summary on this one. And to do so in basically the elements of what we see today, which is a democratic system, one that is really managed and maintained by its community, by its people, which I think is really incredible. And we can talk about this later. I think so far we've done a pretty good job and the community has done an incredible job in maintaining that sort of ethos, that it is truly something that is owned and maintained and run by its community and that we as a special council just serve that purpose. Yeah, it's so difficult to follow yet. He always so eloquently describes pretty much everything. So I will do my best to follow that. I think that he hit the nail on the head with culture. And I see ApeCoin, of course, as the the, Ape, the token that ushers in the masses into the metaverse in Web3. And I think that we already came in with the culture and with the mission that people have gotten behind with the metaverse and the gaming and everybody coming in to just be a community and like this cohesiveness that has culminated from apes and has branched out and is growing. This community, we have 120,000 plus wallets that are currently holding ApeCoin, which is incredible. And people participating in, in governance. And that's what I see the future, years in the future. I, I just know that based on just everything that we've seen with the advancements in the last few years and AI and with Ethereum giving us back our GPUs, we can start putting those to use with AI and we're seeing what's happening with that. We're seeing the growth and, and it's going to be exponential now. And you combine that with the metaverse and our potential is virtually limitless. And where we're going with this democracy, that was the word that I was going to focus on that Yat used was this democratic process of self-governance. Um, it's absolutely not just fascinating to me, but I just am honored to be a part of it at this level, especially because I think in the future, we will have been that beacon that showed so many other projects and so many other communities how to come together, how to really like leverage the community for its own, its own good and decide together where we want to take this. In the past, with Web2, we've seen these incredibly large companies forever that have taken the value that we create with each other just by our simple connections, whether it's through BBSs back in the early 90s or just our text messaging or MySpace or LimeWire or Napster, and I can go on and on, but all of these platforms 
you didn't you weren't able to participate at a ground level you were the product of all of these and yet we were like cohesively the people that were actually bringing value to the entire platform that was monetizing people and people's to be more specific monetizing people's desire for community and then deciding what they wanted to do with that money and deciding which direction they wanted to do which was typically trying to figure out more ways to get us to interact so they could just build their bankroll and that that was web 2 and web 3 finally gives people the ability to choose our own direction and as a society as a community we get to finally have some control and say so over the direction that we go in and DAOs are, are such a key part of that and I think that ApeCoin has the ability to to really truly usher in so many people and drive this culture so yeah I'm just I get excited and this is also why I have that ape you can hear I just talk and talk about this and that's why my ape's mouth is wide open and is that your cat agreeing with you she does she agrees with me quite often she's a loud one <laughs> that's my Lucy that's cute <laughs> These guys are just put it eloquently well there. Ape's a token to support what's next. And it's the idea is that we really don't know exactly what's next. As Jerry talked about, like AI, all these advancements. But the beauty about this is we have this community and that we're flexible and we're here to participate in the governance. And we can create things that are going to help push uh, culture into the metaverse, right? And we really have such a fantastic start here for the community. So I'm just really looking forward to seeing what we're going to be able to accomplish, not just in the next few months, but really in the next years. And I think we're, we set up this foundation as looking into decades, right? What we do as a community is really going to be, it's going to be phenomenal to look back on. And I can't believe that we're actually here at the inception of it. Yeah, totally agree. We're all apes, and Board Ape was one of the projects that growing super fast as a company. It was because the community as well, and then the possibilities for the blockchain impact the culture are so endless that it's like really hard to predict how fast and how crazy that could be with the community support. So I really appreciate the answers that you guys gave. Let's move on to a little bit on the ApeCoin structure. So we're a Cayman Island-based Ape Foundation. And we're the special consoles, and also we have directors and supervisors as well. I will let G maybe give a little bit more detail on the structure perspective. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, so we're Cayman Island Foundation Company, right? And that's eight foundation. And a standard is part of that. As we mentioned, there's directors, and we have two wonderful directors. And we have a supervisor that's also required there for the structure. And then we also have an administrative company that helps service like our day-to-day back-end administrative functions, right? And that was WebSlinger, which is the administrator that the community chose in a recent election earlier this year. So that's like the technical structure on the back-end. And of course, we have the special counsel who's there to serve the vision of the DAO. And I know something that, that the community's been asking for is that typically there's, there's foundation documents that other foundations have made available and we are working on that right and we announced that in, in other spaces so i think this is a good opportunity to remind the community that is coming that we you know we are actively working on that and hopefully it will be in the next few weeks yeah other than the ape foundation perspective but we also have or had stewards and work group zeros there is structure that the community are trying to build so Maybe we can go into a little bit about the governance group and different groups. I think maybe the one thing, maybe just to add one element, is that the structure was actually done in consultation with the community. That to me is pretty amazing, right? A proposal came up and the appointment was an election and 
the justification and explanation was entirely community led and community bred effectively. So to me, that's what's special. The structure can change, right? Something else can happen. We can optimize it. But the point is, it's a community that made this, not someone else or not someone's idea per se. So I, you know, I, that's, I, that to me is what's so special. Awesome. I'll talk a little bit of the story of Ape Quindal that we had uh, five launch special consoles there, Yacht, there, Alexa's, Amy Wu and Maria and Dean. And three of them stepped down six months ago and we had a special console election by the community as well. So communities play such an important role and we're about the, another season of special console election. So I would love to have this conversation about elections and how important DAO elections is. So three of us, G, Jerry, and I were elected by the community as a special council and here to share some experience of our election. And, and yeah, you can also share some experience as someone that watching this. And this soon going to be three of us. Yeah, I'll hear your stories first and then I'll, and I'll fill in afterwards. I want to hear G's story first. Oh my, what about it in particular? <laughs> How did it all start it? Oh, like that, going through the council elections? Yeah, I think getting involved, I think it really solidified I wanted to run was just getting involved and in, in reading through everything in the disc. I think that's where it really started for me. And just seeing the activity in the community, I understood that, like how the structure was set up and, and just getting things off the ground is always going to be tough when you have a group of people, not in turn, I'm talking about the community. I just felt like that was something that we just needed a little bit more direction. And so the, as I talked more with people in the community, I thought it just made sense that I should try to, it's like when LeBron took his talents to South Beach, right? I was like, you know what? I should try to take my talents over to ApeCoin if I can't. <laughs> I've told that to other people because the board ApeCoin was fun, but I know like on my side, I just, I'm boring. I'm a bean counter, like finance accounting guy. And I was like, it's Jerry always jokes around. So I thought maybe I could try to my hand on the ApeCoin side, see right, what I could do to help push the vision of the community. It was such a wonderful experience. And I think the best part was really getting to know look where I am I was telling Yat this my first NFT was a sandbox like land right and then now through all this I got legends Vera and Jerry in the board ape community the guy that created like it was like sandbox here Yat and like my first NFT project and of course Alexis it's just, and then Mario and then got to connect with Amy right and Dean so just the opportunity to connect with everybody here has just been so fantastic so that's, and we're just getting started. That's my journey, at least that it's still ongoing, but I think I'm really privileged to, to be working with all of you. Oh, can I ask a question? Uh, did you use ChatGPT? Oh my God. I actually believe that. I don't know if dad, if you know this, but one of the community members called me Bored Ape GPT because I, I just wrote the biggest essays about like why I want to be on the council and people thought I was using AI. <laughs> it's a compliment. But it was a compliment. It was a, it's compliment. a compliment. Actually, Jerry thought it was real until recently I clarified it with him. Um, just let's be clear. I still believe that you're chat GP. <laughs> no, I appreciate the compliment though, guys. <laughs> so G is actually short for GPT. God, I'm, no, never gonna, is, I'm never going to lose the chat rap. GPG. <laughs> but what about you, Jerry? Yeah. I'll talk my last. My experience so far and through the elections, it was a surreal experience. It was the election part itself, for anybody listening that's thinking about running, or if you're in the middle of it when you're running, like right now, it's stressful. And I 
I've met with a few people recently who have asked me about the experience and what to expect and if I have any advice and I am open to talking with anybody. Anybody who has any questions on it, I'm open to helping or if somebody just needs some advice on running, I'm open to that too. I would, I don't know how I got here exactly other than just being as uh, trying to have good judgment and just trying to be here for the community as much as I possibly can and encourage people to participate. And that's been my mantra. I have tweets. If you go back to like my oldest tweets that have two likes, no shares, it's because I had 50 people, but I was already telling people just hashtag participate because I came from the other side, so to speak, with, uh, with DeFi and just an ETH maxi and wanting to, to stake and POS and all of that and uh, proof of stake. And I don't know, I, I came over here and I just wanted to make myself valuable to the, our community, which is what I recommend anybody who is, wants to participate in the DAO. That's what it's about. And this was, this was before, and I just felt like it was a fit afterwards. And it's where, when I found the DAO, and I was the 17th person to actually enter the discourse. Um, and I just remember being like, this is it. This is what's up. Like being able to participate with a bunch of other smarter people and collaborate together. And it seemed just, I don't know. It, it just made sense to run when the time came. I wanted to be able to contribute at whatever level I could, whatever level that the community decided. And I am incredibly fortunate to work with all of you and that the community chose chose me in the last five minutes, <laughs> which was a wild experience in itself. I've saved that recording. It's a wild, it was a wild night. I'm still in shock sometimes. For me too, man, for me. It was for a me wild well. night. We had a wild night. Of course, everybody knew G was gonna win. Chat GBG was gonna, was all, he was definitely a shoe in, but I, I didn't feel that way. So I was, might've been a little scrappy, but this past six months learning from Yat, the wisdom of both Yat and Alexis and Maria have been game-changing for me, and I'll always be appreciative, and they better keep talking to me after, but <laughs> because I'm definitely going to need to lean on their wisdom from time to time. And But yeah, I feel incredibly fortunate to be here, and I, I don't want anybody to ever feel like intimidated by putting yourself out there, because I've heard from a few people that are afraid of rejection, and I was terrified. Matter of fact, my best friend my two best friends, my wife and my best friend, both had to fight with me to get me to finally like put my, my, my hat in the ring. It wasn't a hundred percent. I wasn't, it took a little convincing and I was like, no, you no you. And then they finally got me to, and I was like, all right, I'll do this. And I'm still surprised because I was afraid of the rejection. I was afraid that the community, I would find out, I guess, how the community really felt about me. And I feel like everybody is probably going to feel like that. And I think our community will surprise you if you, if you give them the opportunity and you show them, you know, that you care, we'll show you that you, they care too. Oh, such a touching story. <laughs> and I'm with you. I'm actually the troublemaker. I probably caused you a lot of headache. So I've always been very excited about a DAO. I was the one that got impacted by the DAO hack and then started from there. I was always like into DAO. I actually founded a DAO, a mining pool DAO, 2020, and the DAO didn't make it. And I experienced like the hardest time of the DAO, like how to making people motivated. And so I experienced a lot, did a lot of research on DAOs during that time. The project didn't make it. So I had a really 
not great time with Dow for a little bit. And I'm like, Dow is still something that I'm really excited about after I failed for the first time. But still, I wasn't really ready for, for the console application at all. And the community member keep pinging and messaging me saying, hey, Vera, you should try. This is a great opportunity. My husband, also my best friend, and he's telling me, like, you never know what's going to happen. So with a lot of communities encouragement, I was like, okay, there's nothing to lose. I'm just going to do it. So I applied and then towards the end, I was like, I couldn't find myself in the list. And that was during the QIC part of it. <laughs> and then you guys know the whole story afterwards. I'm already there. All the community, they encourage me and they don't see me. They're ask, starting to ask questions. Am I like a criminal or what's the reason I'm not passing the QIC? So that making me really wanted to find out the answer. And I never thought I'll be able to make it like that far after the first round. I was like, watching you come crazy. back from being late, like you came in late and watching <laughs> you come in late as late as you did when everybody else had this huge leg up and then watch you just skyrocket past everybody was pretty incredible. It was like watching Seabiscuit. Crazy from the back. It just flew past everybody like consistently. Like it was always a race for second and third. <clears throat> It was so crazy for me because I didn't know that there are so many people that actually trust me so much and willing to support me with their votes. I did a lot of events. I met a lot of people in person. And I know people that I met probably voted for me. But it was just so crazy that like the things that I did before actually reflecting on the voting when it really happened. And with that trust actually gave me something that I was like, whatever, I'm just going to be part of it. I never really wanted to be the number one in school or anything like that. So I'm okay either way. But with the trust that the community gave me really pushed me forward, especially for the second round. A lot of stress. And Jerry, we were literally like three and four, back and forth. Every 15 minutes, you will see me and Jerry switching positions. It was just so crazy. And so this is a great story I want to share with everyone else. You never know what's going to happen until you try it. I never thought I would have a chance. Like, I have so many self-conscious, I'm not a native speaker. I'm not knowing the culture very well. Like, all those problems, concerns that I have, it wasn't really matter when it comes to the trust. Community trust with who you are. It doesn't really have the language that you speak or how you look. So I think that really gave me a lot of encouragement and hope. So I really appreciate that everyone's support. And after that, I get to know amazing people, work with amazing people like everyone here and the Alexas. So it's just like such a journey for me that I, I have to say this is the most like crazy moment of my life that ever happened. And it was fun to watch for people. A lot of people messaged me, this is more fun than Super Bowl. Not fun for me. <laughs> but it was great experience. And I wonder how Yad see this. It's fun, right? It was certainly popcorn material, and it really began with you, Vera, because when the whole KYC thing happened, obviously you were upset and you didn't have the answers. And I actually, I remember I reached out to you say, what's going on? And then you're like, it's like, <laughs> we never met, right? And so we just, we dug into it. And then there's a coincidence of another person living in the same city, having exactly the same name in a job that we shall not describe here end up basically putting you on that list and then they cleared it up and it all worked out. Which basically to me is maybe just another example of even though I wasn't elected in initially and also for yourself as well and for any future special council members, there's a little bit of a duty that happens as well, right? Just take a look and pay attention to what's happening 
and to try to communicate. And so it's not necessarily always to think of it from people coming in. Obviously, everyone's busy. But if you see something that you think is really needs to sort out, you need, it's, it's worth digging into it as well. If you have the time and the inclination, do it. So I think for all special council members, that's true. But certainly, that was popcorn material. And there was a lot of conversation around that happening as well, around that as well, in terms of what happened and why and so on. Also, it was the first election we had. So that was already, like, really, nobody knew exactly what to do. It was like, okay, we set up a process. We hired a third-party firm to do KYC. We did all that stuff. But you know what? We don't know who else did this before. This is a completely new structure. So we're learning on the go. So it's entirely possible that in due course, you'll have a, you'll have a new process out to sort of develop and build that. But I think the other thing I would say, the, it takes time to build trust in the community. And obviously, the three of you have demonstrated that. That's why you were elected in. In very dramatic fashion, especially you, Jerry. <laughs> so it was the last minute thing. But everyone's like, what happened here? That was cool. Which to me actually speaks to, again, the nature of the community, as in, actually, you can't write them off at all. I like this because it demonstrates that ApeCoin perhaps is one of the most decentralized community-run type of DAOs where you don't really have a corporate interest that is powerful. And I say this because the corporate interests actually haven't voted, right? That's the other thing. And they have intentionally not voted, like we, we don't vote and others haven't voted. And I think that's really a good thing and an impressive thing because it's not demonstrating that we respect a process of wanting to make this as decentralized as possible. Even tokens that we may end up putting for vote, we give it to a community of communities to vote because we think that's basically how you respect sort of the essence and spirit of the DAO. So special council members have a greater responsibility, I think, to think of rather than, okay, here's a job, let's see how we do it. It's not a normal job, as you pointed out earlier. This is about laying a foundation for other people. All of us here have a great privilege of basically setting the example for other DAOs and running it in a manner that I think is probably one of the most effective ones in terms of the quantity of the proposals, the way that it's been reviewing, the working groups and so on. So it's been really wonderful to see. And I think the other thing I will say is really great working with the three of you and the energy you put into it. Because in many ways, I would say that to the extent that there would have been some critics that said, these people have never been in, most of them haven't been in corporate roles, or they don't know what it's like to be on a board of directors, or they haven't got sort of corporate experiences. And here we go, right? Basically, people who have never done this type of job before, or maybe have different type of experiences that may be related to, are coming in and doing a great job, and we're learning really fast. And it just demonstrates this whole sort of thing that you don't need to have a PhD or a master's degree or an MBA to basically be able to do this job. You can do a great job, any one of us can, if we put our heart onto it, and of course, have the support of the community. I'm not saying that every person necessarily uh, qualifies with this, but we don't have to look at it purely from the resume perspective. Normally, if you join a board of directors of some other company, for instance, the resume is the first screening that happens, and, uh, and there's not even a chance for an election. And I think this is great that people from all sorts of diverse backgrounds that would never have a chance to do that can do this and actually show that they can do a great job. So to me, this is really special. Yeah, I really feel you, especially when you mention about it, because I'm from the Web2 world. I was in the AI industry, software engineer background, wanted to do business for seven years, constantly knocking the door saying, in the corporate, I was at Apple saying, I want to go to the BD group team. And I got rejected many times, getting into smaller companies in the Web2, in the tech company, still get rejected. 
And then I went to a bigger one. It kept constantly rejecting me for the business perspective. The first question they ask me is, what's your experience? And second is, what's your education experience? And I think Web3 really opens the door for people that they might born with this talent, but they never had education and they didn't know that they're really good at it. So I think that really makes me feel like belonging to this industry and the Web3 that I'm able to do things I'm really passionate about. And I have this chance and the community gave me the chance. And so I really appreciate that. Yeah. It's getting really emotional stories. Yeah, same. I'll, I'll echo that one. It is, it's an honor. And the, I remember the moment that it happened. And I just, it was, you know, I don't want to talk about us too much more, but I want, I can't wait to hear other people's excitement. I remember the three of us, how excited we were. And we all talked right after. And it was a special thing. And I am truly honored and appreciative to this community. I always have been, always. Since July of 2021, I have been completely enamored with this community and I will continue being. And I'm, I just feel I was, to have that kind of reciprocated was a special moment. It was incredible. Yeah. And I, I even hear like amazing stories of the communities that like someone finds true love and they got married. And Jerry helped a 70-year-old 70, 70 lady with ApeCoin staking and stuff. Like all those stories that people share of the community are really touching. I still and... help Carrie every Sunday. <laughs> we still do it. I'm just on the phone with her, but she, she pretty much does it all herself these days. But we still talk every Sunday. Yeah, so we really grow like a friendship over like BYCs, the ApeCoins, and we really become the real-life friends. And I think just reflecting on what you guys said, even on the council and like your story, Vera, I think ApeCoin, there's naturally some growing pains still that we're going through in terms of the, what we're doing in the special council role, because I know that's what people are thinking about. And if you just think about that, because there's, there's things like that, KYC, we're figuring things out as we go along. So when people ask, what do you guys do? There's things that have to be set up, right? And it's great when you're working with a group of people who understand that there's a mission here, that we are trying to implement the vision of the community. And that doesn't just start by with the community giving you something and it's automatically implemented, right? There, there are a lot of considerations and we all bring a diverse set of experiences to, to help analyze and assess and then look to see how we could implement that for the community. So I think hearing the stories too, especially for you, Vera, I think that's it's important here for people, the listeners, to get a better insight into you know, what that means in our position and what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, I think even for the ones that they're running for the special council or the governance group that maybe we can share a little bit about our day-to-day -day be like and our responsibilities and things that we do for the DAO so that they have a better idea and they know what exactly that they're running for. Honestly, like a lot of it, is, a large part of it is facilitating the, the will of the DAO, the decisions that the DAO is making on a regular basis, fostering community engagement, just making sure that the, the DAO's principles are upheld and really being there for the community and helping to, uh, I refer to myself often as like a, a Sherpa, but being there to help people as they, they need you. And, and then of course, there's a considerable amount of reading and we're consistently reading and staying up with what's going on in multiple platforms from discourse mostly and then now we have discord and keeping up with what's going on in there and of course what's going on with the working group governance and things like that and just being here is essentially as tools for the community to use as well which is really important and being here as a resource for them 
Yeah, day to day, a lot of what I do are meetings with the community. That's what I've been this last few days. That's what's on my mind right now. It's hard to, I'll defer to Yat and G a little bit more for some more elaboration. But I'm the last few days I've spent a lot of time with with community members around certain events that are happening or with their AIPs. And yeah, I don't th- I don't feel like I've had as much free time as I've had in the past this last week. Actually, it's been a lot of really fun engagement with the with directly with AIP authors specifically, yeah, and people that are ape coin holders that need help. Culture. Oh, what about your day to day look like, G? No, I was joking around to that in the working group Discord, but not joking that I spend some days talking to Jerry more than I do my wife or weeks <laughs> because we're working on the back end. <laughs> we can't always close everything we're working on. But it, and then of course the week we're all, us here and we're always chatting in our group chat with Alexis. Yeah, because it's it's at least one thing I think the community really understands is these AIPs and I think it's yet mentioned our discourse. It really, compared to, it's a really beautiful discourse. Because in the activity, if you compare it to other DAOs, it's well run and oiled. And that means AIPs get to us as a special counsel. And every AIP has its own assessments that we have to do. And I think that's something that maybe it's not as clear yet to the community, even though it's on the, the website as part of governance. Look, we read through every AIP. And we make the assessments and there's numerous kinds of assessments. And so that spends, that's a, that takes up a lot of our time. And outside of that, where we went through administrative change and trying to set these processes in place internally, helping out the administrators, because as a special counsel, we're there to oversee the administrators. That's also, everyone could read on the website. So the, we got WebSlinger on board and we're working with them to really help implement improvements to processes. Even like you've seen that now in the upcoming election, we learned from the KYC issues, right? <laughs> we learned to put better timing and things in place to mitigate risks that now everything has been put on. The timeline looks really good. And now we're here chatting about the election versus scrambling about what to do with applications. So those are the things that are part of what we're doing in special counsel. It's really laying the groundwork, laying the foundation there for things to be more efficient. And we know we're seeing that too outside of that in the working groups that are there's one one got passed and there's more in the pipeline. So I'm just really excited that I get to work with such a wonderful people that can really help. We're really aligned. I think as a group, we're great. And I know there's going to be two new members coming in and then full confidence too, that the community is going to be able to bring on another two good players on the team here as Yan and Alexa step off. Yeah, I feel the same way. We all coming from different experience with different expertise and even within the DAO that we're doing different things. For me, it's more of the outreach. I just got back from... East Tokyo, and I met a lot of amazing founders, builders there, and they're very interested in building on the DAO. Meet a lot of projects as well that a lot of them don't even know what ApeCoin DAO is. A lot of hackers doesn't really know how can they contribute, even though they want to. Like physically being there is really great way to connect to the other community, not only just ApeCoin communities. And that, that's a great approach. I realized that for people to see me in the real life. And another way that I approach is talking with a lot of other DAOs, including Orange DAO and then DAO Infra company called Aragami. And they're giving like a lot of opinions and suggestions on things that they're doing and seeing what they're doing and reflecting what we can do and bring back the opinions that they may have for, for the community to hopefully making sure that our community not making the same mistakes other DAOs make. So that's really the part that I'm doing. I was just wondering for Yad, how does that look like for you? I think for me, 
the time is a little bit different in the sense that when we first started as, I guess, the starting special council members, really, it was, okay, what the hell we all do now? Because basically it was the first time we, everything was established, new ideas had to be set up, there were discussions, there was a framework with AIP 1, 2, and so on, but really, there wasn't much to go by, right? There was no working group. We were all trying to figure it out, and at that time, we also had a different admin, which was Cartan, and the directors were different as well. So a lot of laws changed. But I think the other thing also that I think added to the complexity was that last year, just think about it, the DAO really is effectively a year old, was a bit of a shit show for, for crypto, broadly speaking, right? Right after the launch, everyone was like, yay, wonderful. And then, oh, Terra, what the hell was that? Okay, fine. And then you work your way through. And then just the destiny now was FTX, right? So you're not just dealing with with people learning about DAOs and having a challenging time understanding what was going on, you're actually also dealing with the entire industry that's basically appearing to be falling under. So everyone is paranoid, like everyone is just scared and wondering about their agendas and so on. So one thing I would say that you need to have a great deal of empathy as a special council member, I think it's important because it could be if you take everything deeply personal, for those of you who have seen some of the things that were thrown, especially at me, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. And by the way, I have no hard feelings whatsoever, but you, you have to understand maybe where they're coming from and then just say, okay, you're angry. I get it. We'll figure it out. Or you have to have very thick skin, like turtle skin, to be able to deal with some of this because last year was a tough year for a lot of people. And even though I think the special council member in ApeCoin has done everything it can to sort of do the right thing, that doesn't mean that people haven't been broadly affected in the Web3 crypto space. And so there will be external factors that will come to you irrespective of what happens because you're a public figure. So I would say a special council member is a politician of sorts, right? And so you have to basically run it in that manner and accept that you are now a public persona. You have public accountability. Your actions don't speak just for yourself, but for even if you are thinking that I've got my other duties and I've got my own private life and you could put disclaimers all you want, But at the end of the day, what you do in one set of community or whatever will still affect your reputation at ApeCoin as well. In fact, that may be the bigger impact because maybe that's the one that has more impact, broadly speaking. So taking on this role as special counsel is an important role. It's a role that has gravitas. And you can't, it's not just any job, shall we say, right? It's not just because other people look at you. It's also your reputation that you're building here is a reputation that either is something you can take board for a long time in a positive way for future things, or if you screw this one up, then it, likewise that will come as well. We don't have to look at examples, but for not doing it, not doing the right thing will affect you in many sort of, I think, in many ways for the longer run. So that's just something you have to have, a, have more foresight when you're running a role like this, I would say. But we've made mistakes in the sense that we didn't plan for the elections. The elections were supposed to happen sooner, but because so much was going on and then there was FTX and everything else going on, nobody was ready for it. So we had to delay. Uh, And even though that seemed sensible, again, people were distrustful. We had to communicate that and and, and discuss it. And I would say, again, over-communicate. And especially back then, that was really important. And even then, the constitution, quasi-constitution that was set up, wasn't thought about it in some ways. Because the original proposal was we replace members and... First, it was like, do all of us go at the same time? Wait, that doesn't make sense because if we all go at the same time, 
then there's no knowledge that passes on as well. We've got to figure that one out. And that wasn't really properly defined. So that's why sort of me and Alexis decided to hang around to help with the transition. We, on day one, we didn't foresee that situation. So you have to be flexible and dynamic and just basically common sense. Right? But look, it's been great working with you. And one thing for sure is that our role and our sort of participation in ApeCoin isn't going to end just because I'm no longer with the special counsel. In fact, I'm finally looking forward to be authoring a whole bunch of AIPs without people throwing stuff at me and saying, hey, <laughs> conflict of interest and everything. So I think, I think you'll see different kinds of participation from us, uh, which I think will be hopefully really good for the community. Awesome, awesome. We're going to get proposals from Yad. Yad is going to reply our text message. This is recorded. Thank you, everyone, for sharing this amazing uh, stories and experience of working in the ApePoint DAO. And I'm really looking forward for more people participating in the DAO. You don't have to run for special counsel to be part of the DAO. You don't have to run for governance if you don't want to. But I think we're welcoming people, all form of different uh, contribute on the DAO. And DAO will be rewarding the people that are actually contributing either through the Ape Foundation or Thank Ape. People always asking me, like, how can I be part of the ApeCoin DAO? How can I really participate? Do you guys have any suggestions of different form of way for people to participate in the DAO? Absolutely. Yeah, I, there are many ways to participate in a DAO. Again, I'll go back to a little bit of what I said originally when I first entered the BAYC. The way that I found to participate, <clears throat> it's strange now considering I have no art background, no graphic design background, but I somehow or another became the unofficial banner guy for the BAYC. And that was just me trying to find some way, fill some like need. And there was a little bit of a need there, so I kept going and then the demand was there, so I just kept doing it for seemingly ever. I think I made banners today, to believe it or not. I made about 200 last week, so I still do this. And that was just me trying to participate and lend value to the community. And by lending value, like, <clears throat> just make yourself valuable in some way to the community, and that usually just starts with a conversation. And those conversations start in, in discourse, on Twitter even, in the Discord, the Working Group Zero Discord, participating in the elections, even just voting, even just voting, even just reading the AIPs and making your voice heard with your, you know, for all the way down to one ape coin. And that's a way to participate. But to be completely honest, like the, I think the most meaningful way to participate is to, to probably collaborate with other people that are like-minded with yourself and submit an AIP. And I would love to see more of that, more people participating via AIPs with their friends and coming up with ways that they, together, maybe you only have one skill and your buddies have some skills and you guys decide, I want to do something, then do something and lean on the DAO's guidance and submit an AIP in the discourse and get feedback, be open to it, be flexible. And, and I, I believe that's probably the most meaningful way to participate, but there are many ways to participate. I want to share a story of like how people participated. I think one is see your strength and then see what DAO is really need and align those two things together. Like language has always been an issue for different communities. And there's a Chinese group that they translating all the AIPs into Chinese. I think that's a great way of participate. You're changing the language to something that much easier for another group of people to read. 
And then we see a significant participant and then, you know, people are talking more in the Chinese community after that translation happened. And that all happened in two weeks. They built a website. They translated like literally every single proposal or AIPs into, into Chinese. So I think that's one way of participating. And like the community will recognize it. Community will see it, um, and the community will eventually reward it too. And I think Apecom comes is the one that they find the gap of the communication between the foundation and the community, and they're providing the value of delivering the information to the DAO and community. So I think that two stories that I see of the community contributing. G or Yad, if you guys have a story you want to add. You've covered a lot, but I would generally say, really, if you want to participate in the community, the very first thing is just simply just read and vote on stuff. Really, that's the easiest thing. It's pretty low calorie, but it gives you an idea of what you want to vote for. I think that's the first one. And of course, communicating your thoughts on discourse. I understand that for a lot of people, they might just lurk in the beginning because it's maybe a little daunting to say, well, I want to put a proposal or whatever. I get that. Maybe you don't want to embarrass yourself. That's okay. Just go in there and read and basically start voting on stuff. And you can vote silently, but it has, still has an impact. And basically, you know, take out the pun and, and enjoy the show for a little bit. But I think as you do that, you'll educate yourself. Because there's an opportunity. Let's not forget, we're talking about a billion-dollar DAO here, which is for funding for projects that really can make your dreams come true, right? Yes, you have to integrate it with ApeCoin, and you got to do stuff that you know, fits the community. But that's what we do for everything, right? At the end of the day, a foundation or a company or whatever it is doesn't do something for free. It has to benefit somehow the community, but you can make it work for what you're trying to do through that. And this is also incredible because if you build goodwill in the community, so you know you want to work in the ApeCoin community, you can't just put a proposal and say, okay, I want some money. You have to build goodwill in the community, and that takes time as well. Invest in the community, and the community will invest back into you. That's the spirit of it. And, and, and that's just, I think, ApeCoin really has demonstrated that in spades. So this is what's wonderful about it. So this is something that you have to experience. And so start slowly, build that experience, and then go into that is what I recommend people to do. Get active. You just need one ApeCoin, and you can start participating. And then you can decide later on at that point if you want to go a little deeper. It's really up to you. But you, I really say that you are missing out if you're building anything in culture, is it games, is it teas, is it anything that relates to Web3 culture, I think you're really missing out if you're not involved in the ApeCoin DAO in some form or fashion. Totally agree. Yeah, I think they covered the community, but I would say, especially the special council election, I'd highly encourage if anyone is, has any inkling of getting involved, yeah, you got to go for it, right? Yes, it's competitive, uh, but I think if you take away that, it's if you have a long-term view in the space and potentially our DAO, right, then it's experience. You're really going to have that opportunity to learn more about the DAO, and more importantly, people will get to learn more about you because, as Jerry and Yat said, there's far more opportunities within the DAO, right? It's not just going to be special counsel. And uh, what we're seeing now is that there's working groups getting spun up and then those working groups have stewards and there's going to be contributors there. So I really do think if, if you're willing and able, I encourage anyone to go and apply for the special council elections and go through the process because it's only going to benefit you. Assuming you're sticking around in the, our ecosystem and really elsewhere, it's going to be good experience and you get to just learn more about the position. And hey, if you more of you get in, then it's, a, it's just a 
wonderful opportunity potentially for us to get to work with you. So I definitely encourage everyone again, if you're interested and like Jerry said too, we're available, come talk to us. We're also in spaces. Like we want to just get as much information out to people who want to be, who are interested in applying. Uh, Cause it's really such a special opportunity that I can iterate more like working with these people has just been so amazing. And I know it's only been a few months. I can't wait for the next few months more. And even what Yad puts up his AIPs and what Alexis does and for around the ecosystem too. I'm really just excited for the opportunity for to hear. I want to learn more about people in the DAO. So the more people we can get in the process, the election, the better. Yes, sounds good. For everyone listening, if you're interested in A.DAO, participate. If you're interested in the leadership and apply for the special council as well. So now it comes to the last question that we have here. For the projects or for the builders, how to write a proposal? And we should walk through this whole process of leading them to write a proposal. I will say one thing before. ChatGPT actually does a pretty good job in Google Draft. And I'm actually not joking. I was just for fun. I was just going on there and saying, write me an AIP proposal, ApeCoin, whatever. And they laid the skeleton. Obviously, that's not the final way to do it. But it literally gives you probably the foundation of something to work from. But jokes aside, I would generally tell people that, and I'll let the others comment on the, on, on the working groups and that approach, because obviously that's super helpful. But the very first thing I, all, I, I really advise people to do is read other people's AIPs that have succeeded and also read the comments that have happened in the discourse as to how the, uh, the successful projects have responded to it, right? So there's ones who've engaged and have answered and have queried and so on. And community respects that versus the ones that have basically maybe not done so much or maybe have had unsatisfactory answers, which then ultimately led to maybe less, less desirable results. So I think going through that is a little bit of homework, regardless of whether ChatGPT can write it for you, you still need to feel what, what works. And that can only happen when you read what's happening and actually go through it. And the best thing is, all that material is out there. Like every pitch deck that every AIP has put out is there for you to see. Right? You don't see this when you do a VC pitch. You don't get to see the presentations that have raised money, for instance. You have no idea. So everyone's just do it from scratch. Here, it's all out there for you. So it's really up to you to succeed because the way to do it is already written for you in at least 40 AIPs. I really like it when Yat said it's like a pitch. And I think that's so true because you're asking for money, which is a pitch. Like you have to really think about what your building is, how your building is contributing to the DAO as well. It's not just for, I need the money. This is what I can do. The part of what I can do for the DAO, what I can do for the community is also very important when you write a proposal. Jerry or G, if you guys have anything you want to add. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, hit most of that and pretty well. And I would add that I think that probably the single most important, I, th I think he hit this, but the single most important part about submitting an AIP, like your first AIP, if it's something that you're thinking about is just make sure you're familiar with the process. So definitely at least participate in an AIP, I think, follow one through from from the beginning when it's introduced as an idea all the way through it going through the vote and that way you can see and follow and get a feel for the cadence and the time frame and know what to expect i think expectations are really important for so that they don't get disappointed if it takes a week to go from a idea to, idea to a draft knowing that's just how that happens so knowing the process and just being a part of the discussion just like yet was saying like read be a part of these discussions contribute if you want to you can lurk I'm more of a lurker, to be completely honest. I love to read people's comments and 
in discourse and really just follow along, but I, I would suggest reading as much as you can if you plan on submitting an AIP. Yeah. Get a feeling for the community. I also, I absolutely copy paste the, our governance structure into ChatGPT and then of course ask it to, afterwards to write, to, to help you write an AIP. And that is a wonderful way to start, but it is important to, as yet yeah, pointed out to have a good sense of the community, having your finger on the pulse of the community and know how, how the community is feeling. You're not pitching the foundation. You're not asking the foundation for money. You're asking your community, your peers for money. You're asking for a grant from the very people that, that you plan on working with and for. Yeah, and to pick on that, not pick, but like that, to continue that thread about the community and asking them, we have that working group zero and the governance working group. So there's finally, the DAO is finally spreading out, right? That, so there is an opportunity for people to go have those discussions because I think it's been great that people got AIPs out, but it is like difficult. It's a challenging process. And I think finally we're starting to see because of community-led initiatives that there's going to be people in place there to ask those questions so that people like builders are not getting confused about the process because it is a, it is tough. I've got some messages from people that they're scared sometimes. It is, it's difficult to go to the DAO, right? But having the community there and, and now more structured in a way like that, that they've passed this proposal that we're working through these working groups, it's going to really be helpful. So anyone that's trying to build something, I think, yes, it, just as important as drafting or getting chat GPT to draft your AIP it's just as important to connect with the community and just bounce your ideas, right? And make sure that it does make sense and align. And because in half of it, it's still going through an AIP vote and it's uh, it's an election process, right? But I would will say, given that the AIP is going out soon, it seems that some of that is also going to be decentralized to working groups. So maybe you don't have to go through a whole rigorous DAO-wide vote soon, which means like if you're passionate about something, there might be a working group that you can directly pitch your idea. So right, I think generally the DAO is getting easier in that sense to pass an AIP that might be like, depending on their size, right? Of course, the larger ones are always going to end up presumably going to a DAO I vote, but there's a lot of builders in the space that want to just take a shot first, right? To try a smaller AIP. So I do think that's the general direction that the DAO is going. And so it's fantastic to see. So there's going to be opportunities for people to connect with community members and just make it to that process less scary for them in the coming months. Awesome, awesome. And I want to add a little bit for connecting the community here is Maria's proposal passed and ETH Global is traveling all over the world. We're going to have a booth in pretty much every single um, global hosted hackathons and you can actually go to the booth and say hi to, to meet the people from the DAO, from the community. And also you can be a volunteer that serve at the DAO booths handling people the, the stickers that, Ipquin stickers that we have having conversations with the, with the builders and for the hackathon and also the founders, and that you can bring your project to show the community, to show the foundation that what you have. So that's also a great way to just to let you guys know that it's happening. Just pay attention on the East Global locations and you'll be able to find us as well. And with that, we're coming to the end of this episode today that we hope you found our discussion with Yad, Jerry, G about ApeCoin DAO is insightful and thought-provoking. Super grateful for all the guests' time and expertise. And before we wrap up, is there anything else any of you guys would like to add? A couple things. Okay, I would like to say thank you so much to Yat. I just want to go ahead and make sure that, that everybody knows like how appreciative I am to, to Yat always. And also... Remind everybody, I know it's only, uh, it's Friday, May 12th, 
But if you happen to listen to this between now and maybe the end of the weekend, we'll also be interacting with the very community next week, and we're going to have a spaces. And I'm very much looking forward to that. So we'll have a special council spaces on, on the Coin Twitter account. And we want as many community members to come and come out and participate and ask questions as we can. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you. I want to echo that. It was, it's, it's been incredibly, it's been an honor and incredibly fun working with you all. We really appreciate you, Yat. Now you're always here for us. And it's 1 a.m. for Yat right now. And he's still here recording this with us. And I don't know how he can do it with different time zooms. And he's always stay on top of things. So really appreciate that. Yeah. And Jerry just dropped me a KPI that I need to get this episode ready for by end of the week. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that for sure. If we don't have anything wrong to be added. And then I want to thank you all for the insights and the perspectives. And then to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. And then see you next time. And cheers for the future. Cheers for the future. Cheers. Cheers. I'm a bored ass say, whoa, chillin' on a yacht, got the floor going up and the shit don't stop. I'm a bored ass ape and my wallet exotic. It look like I'm keeping a zoo in my pocket. I'm on a yacht in the open sea, getting trippy with my dogs off DMT. Third eye blast off on my motherfucking jetpack. Iced out grill, solid go, better flex that sheesh. We out here in these virtual streets, running wild, all my dogs are unleashed. It's the bored egg yacht club.